This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry and a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening in. This episode is the fourth in a series on climate change and global warming that I've been doing mostly because we've had that the conference going on in Paris where they're, they're trying to get rid of fossil fuels and save the earth and all that. If you missed them, it was, do you even science, bro, was the first one. The second one was, words have meaning climate edition. The third one was the models are wrong. This one's called rejecting the null. And I'm going to do another one after this where I explain what I really believe is going on with climate, how climate actually works. Uh, And so that'll be coming up next week. Make sure you look for that. But let me start off today by telling you a story. In high school, I had a a lucky t-shirt. I wore it on test days for physics class. The, the shirt was a, a cartoon that had been done by Sidney Harris. And on the front, there, there were two scientists at a chalkboard. There's a lot of mathematical writing all over the board, but right in the middle it said, and then a miracle occurs. Now the second scientist turns to the first scientist and says, I think you need to be a bit more explicit here in step two. Always struck me as funny. I love that shirt. Only one time did I actually write on a test and then a miracle occurs. And to no one's surprise, I didn't get credit for that particular answer, but it was still a lucky shirt for me nonetheless. I'm often reminded of that shirt when I talk about climate science because somewhere on the way to establishing a new scientific consensus on the causes of climate change, the man-made global warming group skipped a step. They still haven't shown their work. And yet we are all supposed to believe that a miracle occurred and the way the climate system has worked on planet Earth since the formation of the oceans is now different because of mankind. What step did they skip? They never rejected the null. All right, what does that mean? Well, in science, you can't ever prove something is 100% true because there are, as Donald Rumsfeld once put it, unknown unknowns. That is, there are things we don't know about, and we don't even know that we're supposed to be looking for them. We humans have limited knowledge, and there's always a slight chance we can be wrong. So you can't prove that something is true. You can only prove that something is most likely wrong. We can demonstrate, for example, that an apple is not an orange. So in science and statistics, the idea that you are trying to prove is wrong is called the null hypothesis. In physics, Stephen Hawking and many others have been trying to demonstrate that some portion of Einstein's theory of relativity is wrong in some way, or it's at least incomplete. No one gets angry about that and calls Hawking a relativity denier. This is just how science works. For over 100 years now, try as they might, physicists have not been able to prove that E equals MC squared is wrong. So E equals MC squared remains the null hypothesis for explaining all kinds of physical phenomenon. All right, the global warming crowd says, mankind, you and me, says we are changing our global climate and how the climate system operates. They say the carbon dioxide we released into the atmosphere has altered the interactions between greenhouse gases and will lead to runaway heating. And as evidence, they point to how relatively warm temperatures are today, even though 
As we've discussed, the temperature isn't as warm as their computer models say it should be. And that's even with them manually adjusting them, altering them to fit their narrative. Well, the current warm period is often called the modern maximum, the modern maximum. We're going to come back to that. So when you're trying to explain the functioning of the climate system on Earth and you argue that it's operating in a fundamentally different way than it has throughout global history, or at least human history prior to 1850, then the logical first step is to reject the null. In this case, you have to prove that what is happening today is fundamentally different than what has happened before, that those two things are not the same. All right, and by the way, when you're rejecting the null, you have to be pretty darn sure. Statistically, the minimum threshold for rejecting the null in a scientifically significant way is with a 95% confidence interval. We actually prefer a 99% confidence interval, but you can often get away with 95. So that means that when NASA and NOAA announced that according to their manually adjusted surface temperature records, 2014 was the warmest year on record, they weren't actually saying anything with any scientific merit. Why not? Because they were only 43% sure. They were 57% unsure. Again, anything with less than 95% isn't scientifically valid. The satellite data said 2014 was cooler than 2005, 2010, and 1998. But hey, that didn't stop NASA and NOAA from announcing their very unscientific results. Their press conference wasn't science. It was propaganda. And the press bought it and published it without question. Because journalism majors, you see on the news don't have any idea what to do with the confidence interval. But that is a topic for another day. Let's get back to the modern maximum. There have been three major periods of rising global temperatures and two periods of falling global temperatures since about 1850. or That's about the dawn of the Industrial Age. It warmed in the late 1800s, cooled a bit into the early 1900s, warmed again into the 1940s, cooled into the 1970s, and then warmed up until about the year 2000. All three of those warming periods warmed at about the same rate. If you look at a graph of those three periods, you can't say scientifically that any one is different from the other two. This is despite the fact that there was more man-made carbon dioxide in the air by the late 1970s than there was in the two previous warming cycles. So if you start with a null hypothesis that there's nothing new under the sun, that climate today is operating the same as it always has, in, in, in the words of talking heads, same as it ever was, same as it ever was, look where my hand was, same as it ever was. If, if you go under that null hypothesis, then looking at the three periods of warming after the start of the Industrial Revolution will not help you. You won't be able to reject the null with any statistically valid confidence level. You also won't be able to reject that null by looking at climate before the Industrial Revolution. Why? Because it appears that this modern maximum isn't any different in how warm temperatures are or how quickly temperatures rose than it was during two previous warm eras. The modern maximum isn't statistically different than the medieval warm period or the Roman warm period. We're now going back 2,000 years here. 
There's actually evidence to suggest that those periods may have been warmer than it is today. We can't prove that it was, but we also can't prove that it wasn't, and that's the point. The next time someone tells you the science is settled, you should reply, you need to be more explicit in step one. The climate scientists never bothered to attempt step one, rejecting the null hypothesis. Instead, they just wrote, and then a miracle occurs. And the journalism majors went and printed it, and the rest of us were told we had to believe it. And now Al Gore and Barack Obama and Prince Charles and many others are trying to eliminate the use of fossil fuels to solve a problem that no one has been able to prove actually exists. Sidney Harris was joking when he drew that cartoon of those two scientists at the blackboard. Unfortunately, what the climate scientists are doing in Paris this week isn't funny at all. 